You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. If you or your patients struggle with muscle cramps, spasms, soreness, or restless leg syndrome, you're going to want to hear about our non-opioid TheraWorks Relief. TheraWorks Relief is a clinically proven and published locally acting topical solution that prevents and relieves muscle cramps, spasms, and soreness in the legs and feet. In a research study including patients diagnosed with restless leg syndrome, TheraWorks Relief was shown to reduce symptoms commonly associated with accompanying RLS, including muscle cramps and spasms. Muscle cramps are reported as a side effect of hundreds of prescription medications, from intravenous iron sucrose and conjugated estrogens to statins and diuretics. By managing muscle cramps, TheraWorks Relief supports adherence, helping patients stay on important and often life-saving medications. TheraWorks Relief comes in an easy-to-use, fast-absorbing, non-greasy foam that can prevent muscle cramps and spasms with just a few simple applications a day. To learn more about TheraWorks Relief, go to theraworksrelief.com and click on the Healthcare Professional link. You're listening to the Gavel and Pestle Podcast with Darshan Kulkarni. The Gallup Pestle Podcast, where the law of the land intersects with the business of pharmacy. Hey, this is Darshan. Just before uh, you listen to the podcast, make sure you remember, this is not legal advice. This is also not medical advice, and um, it's not construction advice, so don't take construction advice from me. Also, this does not create an attorney-client relationship, so don't be saying that I just gave you legal advice again. Talk to a lawyer who knows you, that can give you advice that's right for you. Thanks again. Keep listening. We'll talk soon. On today's episode, we're diving a little deeper into telemedicine to discuss its impact on the life sciences. In our previous episode, we discussed what telemedicine is, what it could be, and how it relates to toe socks. My name is Major, <laughs> and I'm here with Darshan Kulkarni. Hey, Major, so we've established that toe socks are critical in the experience and practice of telemedicine. And bees <laughs> knees, like I was thinking birds, birds bees and like a bunch of Carmex-like things that I have no idea. And actually, both of those... Feet, never mind. So, Darshan, we're, today we're talking about telemedicine, uh, specifically its impact on the life sciences. What, what, what do we have for that? So, I, I think that what we've got to start thinking of when, when we think of the life sciences is what are the opportunities and what are the reasons that um, physicians interact with uh, other physicians or what opportunities do uh, pharmaceutical companies have to engage with physicians? And how would a system like telemedicine or even telepharmacy help with a system like that? So I think the, the first and big one is going to be, and, and it's already happened, which is surprising to a lot of people, um, are, are what I call virtual studies. And there are companies, I believe Pfizer was the one that did it, um, a really famous one where they tried to do a virtual study and they said, you know what, the patients can be where they are, the physician will be accessible and um, the, the patients can ask questions. Maybe you have to go in for an initial visit, but a lot of the follow-ups can be done virtually. And maybe, and again, I, I don't know the specific protocol that was used in the case of uh, that specific study, but um, it could be a whole discussion on, we are um, allowing for uh, physicians to engage remotely with these patients and these patients don't have to leave and maybe we use um, nursing and uh, to like like home nursing, if you will, to go out there and talk to these patients and and figure out uh, what's working for these patients. If necessary, it can always be escalated to say, you know what, at this point, you probably should come see the doctor at this location. 
but it minimizes the number of times the patient has to leave their house and come to the comes to come to the physician's location. That will enable. Uh, there's a huge problem with patient enrollment in clinical studies and making it easier for both physicians and patients to to be part of these studies can only help the situation. Um, so, so that's probably the number one reason or way that telemedicine is probably going to start impacting engagement in the life sciences. The second one, I think, is going to be um, where everyone's starting to go to next, which is just-in-time care. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that exists in the same way we think it does. But right now, when you have a question about, um, about anything, what you land up doing if you're a physician, if you're a pharmacist, if you're, if you're a healthcare provider, is you either base everything you know on the knowledge you have, or you say, we're gonna put a pin in this and we're gonna have to come back to this. We're gonna do a ton of research. We're gonna try to find the doctor we need. We're gonna reach out to the people we need to and let's follow up. What this type of system will allow is virtual connections. So if you have a question about your drug, you can directly using a system like telemedicine log in and go, I want to talk to a sales rep. I want to talk to someone in medical affairs and ask a question about the drug that I'm about to prescribe. Does this drug work in these situations? And now with someone on the phone, with someone of virtually available, um, they can answer your questions. They can look into and do real-time research and you get real-time information that allows you to make the best decision possible for your patient. And that virtual just-in-time engagement will revolutionize how patients are taken care of. So I think that's number two uh, in terms of how telemedicine will affect the life sciences. And then I think there's the there's a number three, if you will, which is um, when, when you are a patient and you are going, um, you know what, I've been taking these medications, I'm part of this clinical study, or I'm not part of this clinical study, but I'm having problems. Who do I talk to? Now, instead of trying to wait till your next doctor's office visit, now instead of going, I'm, I need to find a 1-800 number, you can just directly reach out um, and, and, and reach out and, and complain to medical affairs, to the pharmacovigilance division of a pharmaceutical company and go, I have these questions, here's what I'm facing, is this something that you guys have observed before? And the pharmaceutical company, through its uh, representatives, whether it's pharmacovigilance, whether it's medical affairs, whether it's sales, can uh, and can say, you know what? Let me take down this information. Let me ask you some questions, some follow-up questions, and these will all be ways in which patients can have a fuller experience. And and this will allow a pharmaceutical company to start trending data in a much faster and patient-responsive way. And I think that's going to be the future of telemedicine and life sciences. Did any of that make sense, or did I just sort of talk over you? No, no, that that makes total sense. I, I'm 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 just kind of listening and and, and nodding along here. Uh, <laughs> like the only question I have is 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 related to like the Justin Time services. What if you find somebody who's not named Justin? <laughs> it, at, at that point, you just need to work with Sarah. Um, that, that's <laughs> those those are the only two options. Um, but no, I, I think that the, the the big question becomes what happens. And I think this is this is a valid question that mm-hmm. I hadn't even thought of. Which is if you are helping with just in time services, 
because that's what telemedicine allows. Right. Does a pharmaceutical company start taking on liability? Or does it does it still remain with the physician because the pharmaceutical company specifically would disclaim liability and say, we're not giving you patient-specific advice, we're telling you information about the drug, what you do with your patient is up to you. Right. I think that's probably one of the things that's probably gonna, gonna need to be addressed. Obviously, um, in those cases, you also need to be worried about those archaic laws, you need to be worried about like payment parity because that's a huge issue in telemedicine because people are going, well, how do I make sure that I'm getting paid adequately? Uh, am I, is my use of a specialist, for example, let's say pharmaceutical company goes, you know what, uh, I don't know the answer to this question, here's another person to talk to. Um, th- those types of, it, it makes for opportunities that didn't exist before. Um, I mean, that's what technology think, does, right? It's like, you don't know where you're gonna put the disclaimer for yeah for, for, for all of that. Like, wh- where, where am I gonna say, oh, this isn't working? Or, or, or like, like, oh, information received can be you know, used against you <laughs> if you're like in debt yeah. collection with regards to like a you know medical payment, or if your uh, you know information received cannot be used or you know as legal advice, right? Those kind of yeah, or medical advice in this case. yeah, right. Where is that going? Well, in medical affairs, where is this going to actually be shown, or how's how? What's the acceptable standard? There there isn't one yet. There isn't one yet, but I think that's the beauty of it. I think the beauty is not saying we know all the meets and bounds and therefore it's easy to play in this this uh, ball pit, if you will. Mm-hmm. It's better to say, you know what? We're going to be able to help patients better. And yes, there's a little bit more risk involved, but that little bit more risk is not because we're doing something dangerous, but because we're actually helping patients. And, and isn't that why we got into the business of the life sciences in the first place? To help patients? So if it's not dramatically increasing the, the number, the amount or the number or the volume of risk, but it's instead taking on a little bit more risk so that the patient is better addressed with, with or without your drug, I think overall, most physicians, most caregivers would say that that's a good thing. So I think that's going to that's gonna land up being a huge game changer as we continue in the life sciences. And then always there's toe socks. There's always toe socks with bees knees. <laughs> so, okay. So any other questions, Major? I, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty much set. We're actually going to put a link to the map of states that have telemedicine in the show notes. Uh, yeah. So, so we'll. So if you guys have any questions, we can we can we can answer that. But I, I think we've pretty much wrapped it all up. But on, on today's episode, we've discussed telemedicine with a focus on its impact on the life sciences. And uh, next episode, I think we're going to talk about a pretty awesome tool, uh, blockchain. It's going to be neat. Oh, that's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it's going to be excited. Really long one, too. All right, guys. Take it easy. Thanks, guys. Bye. Hey, this is Darshan. Thanks for listening in. I really want to talk to you. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Darshan Kukarni. And if you want to find me any other way, but you can always email me as well. Darshan at conformlaw.com. Thanks for listening in. I'm really excited to hear from you.